On behalf of Merlin's Lab, I'm proud to announce our newest supplement. Merlin's Silver Solution. Having anti-parasitic, antibacterial, immune-boosting, and anti-inflammatory effects. It aids in cell regeneration, is a powerful antioxidant, and is also pet-friendly. Purify your water and get rid of pesky odors without the harm of chemical fragrances. Visit the site at merlinslab.myshopify.com for more. Check out the site now and get your own 7ppm Merlin's Lab Silver Solution. Use code Journey to Truth for 10% off store-wide. We here at Merlin's Lab thank Journey to Truth for the opportunity to share this message with you. Please enjoy the show. That's no moon. It's a space station. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So big announcement, we finally announced our conference, Rebels of Disclosure, May 13th through the 16th in Grafton, Illinois. Next year, tickets are finally on sale. The website is live. You can buy your ticket and we do offer, we are offering early bird tickets this year. So with the early bird four-day pass, it includes a free t-shirt and all four-day passes include a live stream link this year. They did in the past, but we didn't advertise it as that. So if you get the, I think the early bird, we're going to end it at, on midnight on Black Friday. So if you take advantage of that sale now, you get a free t-shirt with your ticket. There is a live stream uh, early bird sale as well. The live stream passes, I think, are $10 cheaper now until Black Friday. So take advantage of that. And you do, I do recommend booking your room. Uh, the venue is already over half booked and tickets just went on sale. People have been pulling the trigger on that. And uh, uh, the people who have been the last two years know the venue fills up quick. So if you do want to stay on site, I recommend booking your room ASAP. And we can talk all day about the conference, but we are super excited about it. And we're, we can't wait to see all of you guys there. And that link is below, rebelsofdisclosure.com. Tonight... We are joined by Kristen Bredemus. She is a spiritual consultant slash medium, and among many other things. And we did, uh, we Aaron and I just recently did a Zoom call with her the other night, and it was really interesting because she communicates with the other side. And I haven't seen one yet, but the other night, your room was filled with orbs. Like, yeah. Like you, there was orb traffic, like you were sitting in the middle of a vortex or something. And it was pretty wild. And you were just like, oh, yeah, you know, no big deal. Like, oh, yeah, that's normal. <laughs> uh, it was pretty awesome. But uh, we had an amazing conversation and I'm, and I'm excited to get into a lot of what we discussed. And first of all, welcome to the show. And how are you doing? Great. Thanks so much for having me on. And I love the title of next year's conference. It's perfect. Yeah, it, it is a fun title. It's all Tyler. <laughs> Tyler. It's really like, good. That hit me Thank while you. I was driving. I was just like, hmm. I was thinking something like resistance, rebels, I don't know. But it all came together and it and it works and we're excited about it. So thank you. Thank um, you. 
So I guess just for the audience who doesn't know who you are, would you mind introducing yourself and just giving us a brief background of you know how you even found yourself in the midst of communicating with the other side? And I do remember you mentioned you grew up in a haunted house, which kind of kicked things off for you. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So I feel like um, a lot of people come to the space in terms of curiosity about paranormal or metaphysics because of their own experiences. And a lot of times it begins with a really good ghost story, or it can also begin with losing a loved one. So my kind of origin story was a childhood of some interesting experiences that culminated when we moved into a haunted house in Newburyport, Massachusetts. And one of the things that had happened as soon as we went into the house, like the moment within minutes, there was an experience. And the account encounter was I put my first box into my would-be bedroom. And when I came back with the second one, it was levitating. And that began probably about a year, year and a half journey of me telling myself that something was my imagination. So it didn't matter what was physically manifesting in front of me, I would always come up with a, a logical reason about why it wasn't the thing that I was experiencing. And then it all kind of culminated with um, an experience. I actually had a friend who had been involved in a car accident and the car accident um, claimed the life of his father. And it also seriously injured him, his mom and his girlfriend at the time. And um, they were all in the hospital for a long period of time. But when they came out, he came and stayed at my house. And what I later learned from a medium who became a mentor was that his vibrational frequency of grief, of the trauma that he had experienced, had activated the house. And what happened a short amount of time afterwards was um, I was alone. It was around 3 a.m. And I heard my front door open and then footsteps up to the second floor where I was. And I didn't have any time to react. So I quickly just became still and the, um, the energy felt initially like it was human because I could hear the footsteps. But as soon as it crossed the threshold of my room, my bed was shaking. There were loud kind of clashing sounds and bright lights. And that began a period of time, a short period of time where there was a tremendous amount of paranormal activity. I eventually contacted a medium who um, came to the house and as soon as she knocked on the door and I opened the door, it the it began to pour down rain and there was like a clash of lightning. And I kind of nervously joked about what a coincidence. And she explained that her spirit team was indigenous to the land and that they would kind of come in and consolidate the energy when she was going into a space. So that whole experience, I mean, I'd be happy to give you like all of the details, but to kind of keep it brief, it was, it was a moment where 
suddenly I was hearing spirit, seeing spirit, feeling spirit. There was an energy that ran through my body and knocked my breath out of my body. And it, 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 it was my first experience where we essentially crossed over because what the medium's belief was, was, is that if there's a haunted house, it could be a few different things, but, but if there is some type of sentience in the house, then this is an energy that wasn't able to cross over for whatever reason. And that essentially it's the humane thing to do to assist the energy in crossing into a different dimension or space. Yeah. So, uh, sorry. Um, no, go on. So I've heard that. I mean, I do believe that, you know, a spirit might reside in a house, but I do think they also follow people around as well. And, and it's the mm -hmm. individual's attachment. So I think, you know, we're dealing with two different things, but in this case, it was specific to the house and not no one inside. Right. Yeah. So what ended up happening, there was a little bit of history of all of the, of, of the, the spirits that were in the space. So each one had like a backstory. So for instance, Newburyport is a port city and there was a sea captain who had died at sea and had left a family that was approximately in the space because that location had been multiple homes over the years. And mm -hmm. so he didn't transition because he was leaving a loved one. So there was, there was another, um, there was a young boy who had been a slave and he followed like the underground railroad path and, and the area had been a barn. And that was one of, of the last spaces that he hid before he was killed. So each energy that was experienced had a connection to what the, what the location was. Mm -hmm. And so at the time, after she cleared it, I thought, okay, thank goodness that experience is over because that was really terrifying. And what ended up happening was more spirit started coming into the house. And at that point, when I called her kind of panicking about what was happening, she said, I think that they're actually being drawn to you and that you may have some psychic abilities. So at that point, she, she um, came over and once again, she taught me how to clear the space. And we did some different, different testings where psychometry and she would kind of give me objects to hold and I would tell what the story was or where the origin was. But the whole experience as, you know, a late teen, young girl was really terrifying to me and it it set off a series of encounters where whenever I was kind of out in the world I was kind of constantly inundated by spirit and they were becoming more vibrant to me that I could walk down the street and I could see see them with my objective clairvoyance. So objective clairvoyance is when you're seeing it right in front of you versus subjective when it's in the mind's eye. Mm. And I eventually shut everything down because I was, I was too scared. Yeah. And this is 
leads into my next question. So when you shut everything down like that, did you have any physical adverse effects? Like how did it affect your life? Because I know when you suppress like your mission, your it, it shows up and life, things can become uncomfortable until you address it. Yeah. Yeah. Had I known that. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so essentially I was really terrified. So I would do these exercises to kind of draw in my aura and really suppress my light body. And it wasn't until decades later when I had a health crisis and I had like a mystery illness. I went the conventional medical route and there were lots of scary words that were suggested, but ultimately we couldn't get to the bottom of it. And then eventually I started going the holistic medicine route and and it was basically determined that symptomatically it was chronic Lyme disease. And the illness had gotten so bad that I was bedridden. And I even had a couple of occasions when I couldn't understand language. So at this point, I am um, I'm in my 40s. So I'm 53 right now. And so I had like many decades having some experience as a child, big accum accumulation when I was in my teens and a few peppered experiences, but really trying to suppress it because I was terrified. And then when life got so overwhelming with illness, I had to figure out something that was naturally part of who I was. And for whatever reason, the conclusion I came to was, well, I had these paranormal experiences when I was young and not everybody has that. So maybe that's naturally a part of who I am. And that set me on a journey, which initially began um, in, it, it began with saying yes to every single thing that was suggested to me, which brought healers into my path, mentors into my path. It, it also brought me an experience going to a spiritualist church where I saw that the medium would go up and do a platform demonstration in broad daylight. It wasn't in the middle of the night. It wasn't terrifying. And I, and I, at that point I thought there has to be a mechanism to turn it on and to turn it off. And if I can turn it on and turn it off, that feels much safer to me. Like I have some agency over the experience and I don't have to be terrified. Mm -hmm. So that, that coincided with an opportunity to move and live in London. And in London with their society, it's just much more open to metaphysics and paranormal. And there are colleges and institutions where you can go and and learn both like healing modalities and then a lot of esoteric subjects. So when I was there, I had the opportunity to study at the College of Psychic Studies and the School of Intuition and Healing. So the college was, um, it was originally started in Victorian England by a group of scientists and journalists and different esteemed professionals who wanted to disprove phenomenon. And what they uh -huh. ended up doing was proving phenomenon. Uh -huh. 
-hmm. So a big part of, of what they do is it's proof that consciousness exists beyond the physical embodiment. And so the college is very much, it's an institution that in a lot of ways is very conservative because they want to, they, they want to maintain the integrity of work that is very controversial depending on like what the belief system is. Right. So I, yeah, I had the opportunity, to, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, finish your sentence, yeah. Just I had the opportunity to go and experience a lot of different subject matters. And, and this college is actually where J, um, J.K. Rawlings did a lot of her research for Harry Potter. I was oh, going to nice. that, that's the first thing I thought of when you said they, you know, they practice it more openly over there in London. And uh, because I was like, yeah, Harry Potter, like it just, yeah. it just rang a bell. But um, so it's really important to be able to control your gift. And this is something that we've talked about in the past, but uh, maybe we can, or you can expand on how you learn to do that. Because I, I do know people in my own life who are learning that they have these abilities, discovering these abilities, and it becomes scary. And when you can't turn it off, they do what you did. You shut it off and then it, you start getting sick and things happen and you have to learn how to control that. I mean, we're all here for a reason. We're all here to help each other and we all have gifts. And if you can learn how to harness that in a healthy manner, then that, that's crucial. Yeah, exactly. And that was exactly what my own personal mission was in the beginning was to figure out how things work. And that's that's a big part of, of how I approach things. Um, to this day. So one of the things that I initially discovered was the mechanism for how we're able to turn it on and turn it off. And that is essentially through meditation and starting to learn about the light body system or the chakra system. So we can, we can activate or expand our aura and this column of light and frequency. And then when we ground ourselves so when we're utilizing our intention which is which focus focuses our cognitive energy when we ground into the body and we ground to the earth plane we are able to expand and reach higher frequencies and higher dimensions and so a lot of it is is it's like it's like a, a psychic workout that you're going, you're going in and meditating and you're, 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 you begin by first just learning that this is the root chakra and this is the sacral chakra. And then what happens over time, even if you think that you're not clairvoyant, you start to have a mental picture of what this looks like. So it's through repetition. And one of the things that, that people don't realize is that every single person has this ability it's an it's a natural part of who all of us are and this is one of the things that I personally am really passionate about because I, I feel like our society has been so disempowered and enslaved because we don't even know who we are right. or what we're capable of Bingo. so we switch it on by grounding opening our chakras expanding our aura and then we utilize our consciousness like a gps so we want to 
pull up earth energy and pull down cosmic energy. And then we create a battery and then we're able to tap in to different frequencies. Mm. Yeah, that's helpful. Beautiful. So you began by communicating with deceased loved ones like this, just a spirit realm ghost, the pair, you know, what we would consider yeah. ghost. And then that, did that lead to anything else like the higher dimensional beings, ETs? Have you encountered any of that? Yes, all of the above. So, so initially, initially I was just in the space of mediumship because that's what my experience had been. And through mediumship, I, I learned that we had um, spirit guides. And if we learn to connect with our spirit guide, especially our gatekeeper or doorkeeper, then that would help facilitate and organize our communication with different deceased loved ones. But what is really interesting is when I, when I came to the College of Psychic Studies, I enrolled in a class on guides and guardians, thinking that, great, I'm going to meet my spirit team, and then I'm off to the races. And, and, and what it, what it actually was, was communicating with the angelic realm. And initially I was a little bit frustrated because I didn't necessarily believe in angels. And I also, at the time, you know, it was, I was conflicted about anything that had a religious connotation, but what happened was our very first, um, opportunity to meditate I immediately saw an angelic energy. And then what flashed in my mind was two near-death experiences that I had. And those near-death experiences, there was no reason why I wasn't not only, no reason why I one survived it, but also wasn't harmed. And I saw this picture of my guardian angel kind of taking me from one moment over to the next quickly. And then I had this moment of, oh my God, angels are real. And, and, and that became a journey of, oh my God, that is real. Oh my God, that is real. Right. So one of the things that I think is interesting about my personal experience is I, in the beginning, so many things were coming so quickly about the, about, I guess like the 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 truth about reality and multidimensional reality that I had these moments of thinking what is going on because I feel like so many things are so extreme that you know I believed in this and now I have this whole reservoir of experience and I I really believed that it was like boot camp to to prepare me for not so much like the decade of work I've now done, but really the last four years, because what I understand is initially my, my mission was to, to meet the world's empaths and help unlock their, their superhuman powers, because being an empath is usually such a really trying human experience. And so many people are exhausted or overwhelmed by it. But when they realize you can turn it on, you can turn it off, they get to unlock their human potential. But as time has gone on, it's been much more of a, of a, like an epic spiritual calling to try to figure out what is going on, what mm -hmm. is going on in, in the matrix? How did we get here? How can we get out of here? 
what are what are the psyopses? So, so to answer your earlier question, I have I have literally been in contact with lower dimensional beings with demonic energies. I've been in in um, communication with angels, ascended masters, star beings. It has been like the array of experiences which have left me realizing everything is real. Every single thing is real. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I love it. All right. We can end it on that note. Yeah. We said it all. <laughs> right. Uh, That's it. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. And I think it's incredible that um, you started understanding, like, well, that you started even communicating with the lower realms and the higher realms. Because that's the only way that you're going to gain a perspective on what's actually going on what's taking place, the spiritual war that we hear about. And mm -hmm. through your experiences, what is your opinion? What are you seeing right now? What is happening? So it is a spiritual war that, that everything that is happening comes down to light versus dark or everything is about the dissolving of polarities. Um, I would say that like one of the things that I have learned is, you know, first of all, I'm sure that with your subject matter journey to truth, you've come to conclude that, that truth can be non-binary because there are many truths depending on what reality or dimension you're existing in. Right. And that right. as you expand and that expansion is actually light. So enlightenment is actual light as you are either knowingly or unknowingly, if your light body is activated, you are holding more light in your body, which raises your frequency. And, and the reason why I'm kind of starting with that is because part of it is understanding that that there can be a truth in one moment that doesn't exist in the next. And, and, and that's for several reasons, which includes time lapse or timelines collapsing or timeline jumping. So part of what kind of leading up to this culmination, um, which I believe, I believe that this year that we're in right now is um, it is a year outside of time and space that is right before the main event. And the main event begins as we move into 2024. And we have a finite amount of time to, you know, conventional time to change the trajectory of where human consciousness as it's embroiled in the matrix where it's headed towards but but I'll I'll skip to the end of the story the lights already won and I can tell you why that is but it but it really begins with um my personal like quantum purpose propelled the December 31st of of 2019 when I was doing my spiritual practices because I wanted to create like a really clear canvas as we were going into a new year. And as I was in a minute. Really quick, and you can continue. Yeah. Was When did COVID officially like officially hit? What month was that? So March, it, March of 2020. 
March. Yeah. So but this was, was pre. This was pre-COVID mm-hmm. twenty. Okay. Yeah. So so it's 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 pre. It being in in um in mass media. Mm-hmm. So essentially. I'm doing this meditation and in this meditation, it was really about healing. And I was given awarenesses about healing on a whole new level. And it was essentially how everything creates everything. And it was just this awareness of like everything that you consume, whether it's content, whether it's food or drink, whether it's environmental, it all comes into the body. And then that's what creates any disease within the body. So it's having this moment of all of these epiphanies where I was shown different moments in my life and clearing the energy. And then it was like, this program is now being interrupted. And I went into this stream where I was essentially watching a movie. And in this movie, it was a combination of images, feelings, words. And I was uh, essentially what was expressed to me was that we were on the precipice of a global pandemic and that there was a um, a virus that was deadly and that I was kind of shown like chaos and control across the globe. And as I was watching it, I was kind of shown time having a linear visual representation And what I was told is that it was going to be immensely challenging one way or the other. And then there was like the sliding scale where it was, it was showing like, what is the really hard, difficult, challenging moments or, or what is the apocalypse? And it kind of slid and then it just slid just beyond the apocalypse. And as this image or vision was ending, I heard, do not take the vaccine. And I was, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. And I, yeah, I, I, and at the time I was like, what was that? Because my whole ethos as a spiritual consultant is to bring like light and positivity and empowerment. So my messages are usually very uplifting and I hadn't had a message like that before and I harbored that message in secret through um, January but at the time I happened to when when I went back to school to to do my metaphysical studies I had a um, online job where I was monitoring Um, health communities, both patients and doctors. And one of my communities was infectious disease with with a global doctor group. And so in this little window of my part-time job, I started hearing doctors talking about the coronavirus. And that's when I realized that like, what happened to me was real, that this is really coming. So I was really hesitant because I didn't want to incite any fear in anyone, 
So I was trying to kind of leave breadcrumbs for my community via my newsletters. And I was trying to give some messages because we started to have news about what was going on in China. So it was kind of like trying to tap on the shoulder and point to the news. And, and then I started just um, really boosting the immune system with vitamins and minerals for my family. So, so, so that became like then the point of trying to figure out what is really happening because within that, it didn't feel to me that this was natural or organic. And one of the things that I've learned through my own psychic development, and one of the reasons why I was able to, to um, advance a little bit faster than some of my classmates was because I asked questions. So when you ask a question, sometimes you have to ask a hundred questions to get the answer, but the information flows. So I would go down these rabbit holes of trying to figure out what was happening. And I was given a few different possibilities, which I actually think are either parallel timelines or because it was almost as if it wasn't fully formulated what exactly it was. But but it was it was both related to like the explanations always fell in the categories of bioweapons and also um, technological advancements in, ter in terms of like the frequencies of the, the non-natural EMFs. Mm -hmm. right. So, and then, yeah, sorry. Well, go ahead. I mean, I want to hear the whole thing and I have plenty of questions, but. Like, like 5G, for example, would that? Yeah, exactly. Sorry. That it, that it was creating these like biostorms um, in the body and and impacting immune systems and so it was kind of like this this perfect storm th that was happening but if you both remember there was also a lot of things that were happening that year so although our news was all kind of one track there were also um fires in australia oh yeah and yeah, i remember that and that became like, that was really interesting to me because of my psychic development. One of the things that we did when we did an exercise for astral projection was to um, astral astrally project to Ayers Rock, which is the solar plexus, or I believe like some of the chakras of the earth are migrating to different locations, depending on what dimension aspects are but at the time that was the solar plexus and in my experience all of my classmates like did a nice little trek and went to the plateau and meditated and I went in to a stargate essentially and I was brought in by a aboriginal man who gave me an entryway and I was seeing these these different I mean, I can only describe them as stargates because they were entry points to, to different planetary systems. So when the fire started happening, I thought, what's going on here? Because is it transmutation? Is it that we are in this like spiritual crisis on a global level? And so is the earth naturally transmuting because the solar plexus is where we absorb all of the lower dense energies? So is that happening or is there something else happening? So a bunch of questions. First of all, I've been seeing the orbs, you know, they're going crazy. Uh, yeah. 
lots of orbs again. So the rock in Australia, that's not Uluru, is it? Like it right? is. Okay, Uluru. Yeah. So what, what Uluru did you, what did you... or Ayers Rock. Ayers Rock. That's two different call. names. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that I mean, there's tons of like, like uh, star star history, star beam history mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. ET history oh, yeah. there. Uh, the Aboriginals is a very sacred place, and a lot of people connect with it. So that doesn't surprise me, but it's also beautiful that you were able to see like what is actually why it's so sacred. It's like a entry. It's a gateway. It's a stargate. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So there's a lot that you said that I, I and I forgot like half of my questions already. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you're talking about the fires. Being, yeah, yeah. Were they the Earth naturally? transmuting the energies or was it something else Were they like maybe man -made? was it more about like the vision of the pandemic yeah maybe um well I, i'd love to hear more about the experience of the stargates and the planetary systems like were there any specific mm. planetary systems or specific groups of vts or beings that you saw or was it just kind of like a general thing it was a general because again this was the very first time i did anything like this and I was kind of with the mindset of like, I have messed up the assignment because all of us, we were, we were all in different locations around London and we were astral projecting to Australia. And when I, when I sat in class and everyone shared their experience, I was like, I totally did this wrong. So, and when I shared with my teacher, she just smiled at me and nodded my head, nodded her head. So I, you know, I later, I did have different experience. I mean, I, I, I've had, I've had one specific experience with, um, I'm not sure exactly what the species is. I, I, I well, actually, I guess I, I shouldn't say I've had one. I've had one contact that I was aware of in London where a being that was, um, a drone essentially had a huge head, very small being, big eyes, had made contact with me earlier in the day when I was doing some inner child work as part of my spiritual counseling program. And I had a really bizarre experience where you're essentially, you're communicating with your unconscious mind and the mechanism of doing it is kind of asking a question, writing it down with your dominant hand, and then allowing the answer to come in intuitively and writing it with your opposite hand. And in doing that, I had three different perfect penmanship with three different energies. And again, like I wasn't doing the assignment correctly because I was supposed to be connecting to my inner child. And it started out, then I went to a different place and my teacher at the time, when I went and said, what just happened? He said, well, there was an extraterrestrial that that came into your field as, as you were doing this. Don't worry, I'll take care of it. Wow. And, and again, like I didn't have experience. So this is very much of the, I'm open to it, but until I experience, I don't know about it. Right. So that was that, those were all in the early days of, of that. But one of the things that I since have had a lot of experiences is, is really identifying when somebody is a star seed or a star being, 
not to the level of some of the people that I know that that you all have communicated with, but it's because it's more from an intuitive space and, and particularly Palladians and Octurians are the are the star seeds or star beings that I've had the most contact with. Right. So whenever you were encountering or communicating with the lower dimensional demonic entities, uh, did, did, you, did you get an idea of their game and what they're here actually doing and how are, did they spill the beans to you or did you see kind of like behind the scenes on what they're actually doing? I know they're working through a lot of these politicians and a lot of the people, the elites and stuff. So Again, the the way that I'll explain it is I feel like I was given like boot camp. So I have like snippets of a lot of things. So one of the things that I I do is remote views. And I would remote view when I lived in London to my home. And my mother was living there at the time. And what I saw was an entity that was feeding her nightmares and then was the fear that was created within her, the entity was sucking it off of her as, as food. So, and I have other experiences, but, but there is, there is a species of dark force entities that their whole, their whole existence is to propagate fear and Mm. fear is what keeps them alive. Right. And They're like black on black. Like if you went into a room and your eyes adjusted, you might see them as like literally a a black, black on black in the corner of a room. I've seen them. Actually, you know, I don't know if you know much about my story, but I've been under attack since my mother passed away in 2011 and it got intense and I learned I, I, I got control of it. Until recently, mm-hmm. you know, every once in a while, you let your guard down, something comes in, something attaches, something happens. And uh, they they went away. They stopped forever. I mean, not forever. For, it seemed like forever for me, but they stopped for months, yeah. I guess. And I was like, wow, I'm sleeping. I couldn't believe like the attack stopped. It was incredible. Until I realized why they stopped. It's because they had a hold of me and they didn't need to attack me anymore. And I was like operating in this lower I'm frequency. Sorry. I was yeah. operating in this lower frequency. Even my dad noticed like other people kind of who knew me could feel it, you know, but it's hard. Once you're in it, you're almost blind to it until I went to Colorado and I had this session uh, with this amazing healer, which was incredible. There's, I, that's a whole story in itself. But the night before that, that morning, as I was waking up before I was going to see her for the session was one of the worst attacks I've had in my entire life. And, and in the dream, the experience it gave me was, I was walking through this door and it was like hiding behind the door and it like pounced on me. And like in the most demonic voice ever, it said, not this, I said, said, not this time you dirty motherfucker. And it jumped on me and started like, like trying to like attacking me. And I woke up in bed and and with this entity on top of me and I couldn't, I couldn't get out of it this time. Mm -hmm. And it was horrifying. And I know that was no, no coincidence that I was getting ready and I'm, and that entity has been since removed in that session it was beautiful and i i've been fine since but it was it knew that its time was over and um but when you said you saw that feeding off of Mm -hmm. your mother like Mm -hmm. that's i know i've that's been me for years but anyway um yeah i understand it yeah 
and 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 also to so that experience that you're talking about as you know our spirit attachments and 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 that became i mean you know the the especially when i lived in london because i feel like london is the epicenter of the world so the the veil is very very thin in london in terms of you can walk down the street and you can basically like look right through and see beyond their human disguise what what these beings are particularly in London, um, which was, I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty amazing and also terrifying. And even like having people would come for readings. And I remember this, this one, this one um, star being came into the reading and was just first, it just seemed like it's just a, just a woman who's coming in to ask for a reading and then all of a sudden, one of her eyes turns all the way black. And I'm whenever that happens, when someone's eyes turn black, then I know that I'm about to be psychically attacked because mm-hmm. it's 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 like the 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 entity, the possession wants to yep. challenge you. And mm-hmm. it was different with her, though, because she was conscious of what was happening because a lot of times the person has no like they know something is happening and their anxiety is through the roof they're terrified and and they've oftentimes experienced an extreme trauma that that then because that's another thing about attachments which a lot of people don't understand you can't have an attachment unless you've left your body for some reason and mm-hmm. and, and 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 that's trauma. usually trauma related so it could be physical, medical, psychological, et cetera. Wow. So, so, but, but the, but the attachments, that's another part of the, the whole agenda because it's a, it's a, um, they're, so I think that, that a lot of times what happens is the individual that comes here for a big spiritual purpose and you know pro tip for everyone who's still breathing that we're all here for for this moment we all have volunteered to be a part of this moment which is the most epic moment in the history of the planet which is exciting so what oftentimes happens is these these lower demonic energies come for people that have tremendous light and maybe haven't awakened to their purpose but the dark is trying to extinguish the light before the light even has the opportunity to shine right so it it always correlates with that yeah it's like they wait for you to break programming and as soon as they see a glitch in the matrix they're like all right you know it sends off a red flag and and then they send in reinforcements to keep you suppressed i feel like and uh, it's really interesting and everything you're saying resonates just because I've experienced it, but. Uh, and, and real quick, real quick. Yeah. Uh, I want to, I want to highlight the point that you made about fear and that they feed off of that because that is, that is it right there. Exactly. And what I realize, Yeah. And that's what I realized is like this whole false matrix that we're in runs off. Like these entities are behind it and they're making sure it keeps generating and not just fear, but like all the low vibrational emotions. So fear sadness uh Mm -hmm. anger guilt shame uh you know all of it but fear you could just kind of say fear encompasses all of that in a way so 
they they need to keep us generating those low vibrations so it will for one keep us at a low vibration and then keep us generating those emotions emotions are just energy in motion which they feed off of that energy so it's a big it's like a big system they've created of energy creation that we're doing unconsciously not realizing we're feeding these other entities <laughs> like we we're we're unconsciously um the the cogs in the machine that they've they're like you know we're the ones creating it that's that's the craziest part of it but they've just manipulated yeah. us into creating it and then keep creating it and keep sustaining it um but on an individual level like you said these entities can come and like they try to scare you because they know mm -hmm. you're going to be afraid and then you're going to give off all this we call it loose energies you know some people call mm -hmm. it loose fear energy uh and then it feeds off of that so it's getting like a meal basically and that's sustaining that being because those beings are basically cut off from source so they they have to parasite they they mm -hmm. don't have that source energy that's sustaining them like we do right so they have to parasite off of us so they have to scare us and get us to generate their uh food source essentially so tyler like you said like uh they realize like oh crap he's waking up we gotta lock him back down you know because it's almost like they view view you as this like food source they can't lose but once right. you raise up above a frequency that they can they can um attach to it's game over for them they can't get yeah. you anymore you're yeah. you're out of their reach so that's it, it and it's incredible like the stuff that i learned in that session that i had that day about like mm -hmm. generationally like something um that i was experiencing that actually was passed on from my mother when she passed away and like and just a, a number of different things that it was like, you you know, you think you understand things and then like there's this whole next level just waiting and it was like a, a new download yeah. and, and I'm still processing a lot of it and and I'm sure there's more above that, but we can only one step at a time, you know, so it's not like overload and you fry your system because that can happen too if you're not ready for mm -hmm. all that information. So, um, right. yeah, and, and going back to what you said about um you know you saw like the whole bioweapon like it was very much of like a warlike scenario on us and like mm -hmm. building the immune system what i noticed last year last year i i love being in the sun like i'm always you know shirt off outside sun everything but last year when i went out in the sun for the first time after winter I, my skin started i started getting a rash like from the sun and it didn't make any sense to me i'm like why like i like i couldn't be out in the sun and i'm like something I knew, I knew innately it wasn't anything with me. I just know it was something either with the air, the, you know, the chemtrails, the, I, mm -hmm. the sun is, I don't know what was going on, but it's not the same. And the same thing happened to me this year. Like I became mm -hmm. really sensitive to the sun all of a sudden. And I was, I've never been like that. And it just, I think I just, I feel that there's something, you know, suspicious about that. Well, there's a few things going on with that. So one of the things that you know, as you go down the rabbit hole, wherever the rabbit hole is, because because when I'm asking the questions, why? And if it's a spiritual war, I want to know more about that and why now and why this moment and why has it been prophesied? So a lot of it comes down to astrology and planetary alignment. And, you know, part of what is happening is that we have entered, and I'm not an astrologer, but what I, my fundamental understanding of what has happened and also what I've been, what has been communicated with me, because I, I think like when you awaken, it's kind of one existential crisis after another, mm -hmm. because 
you have to go come to terms with things that are really hard to come to term with terms with because I think that you know humans are basically really good gentle kind people so it's really hard to believe that these things exist and that these things are true and that there is mm -hmm. a darkness that is as dark as what we unfortunately know to be true mm -hmm. so so part of it is that we are in the natural it's it's the natural um um disaster cycle of the earth so roughly like right, right around 27,000 years the earth always goes through these cycles and the cycle is brought on by the galactic alignment so the galactic central sun within the milky way and then the sun within the pleiades and earth sun it becomes this this um this time when there is tremendous amount of gamma rays coming to the planet. So, so part of what you are experiencing is the, is the intensity of light because that is our enlightenment. And because, you know, we've been told stay away from the sun, you're going to get, get cancer, put this on your skin, put sunglasses on all of these things we have not cultivated a relationship with with this energy source that is responsible for all life so so that is a piece of it and and th that was something that i started to notice years ago because i i had um, studied photography so i always take a lot of photographs and i was always seeing that when i was photographing i was catching rainbows but there wasn't any water to go with with mm. um with that combination. And I realized like, oh, this is all coming from the sun. Mm -hmm. So, so that is a piece of it, but, but that is the mechanism. The sun is the mechanism for mass enlightenment. And that is one of the reasons why there's so much going on with weather, weather modification to try to block out the sun. And we're told that it's a climate crisis and, and it's not to say that, you know, we haven't abused the earth because we have, we've lost a conscious connection with the earth, but additionally, it's, it's the natural cycle of the earth. Mm -hmm. I agree. And we have lost right. the conscious connection. Uh, but I guess right now what that wave of light would be doing is coming in and bringing that conscious connection back, or it's bringing conscious thoughts back in, into people maybe and helping them realize you know reactivate i guess yeah and and and, yeah. and that's the part when i said like the good news is even though it's a spiritual war of light versus darkness the good news is that 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 the light has won the reason why i'm saying that is because there is an alignment that is happening that it's a it's a an alignment within the cosmos it's bigger than any one thing on earth and any you know organization or cabal what is mm -hmm. also happening is that the earth is a sentient being and the earth is ascending literally geobiologists which is a, a branch of of science that started in, in um, 2017 they have tracked that how the earth is evolving how the frequency of the earth is literally ascending and it ascends 
at every cross quarter, so every solstice or equinox, and it multiplies. So since 2017, it keeps multiplying. And, 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 and the calculation is that by December, winter solstice of 2024, the earth will have completed her ascension process. So physics teaches us that like attracts like. So if like our mother, if our planet is in an ascended frequency, then, then every sentient being will ascend, even though we're all on different frequencies and different scales of our ascension. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's a great picture to paint for, you know, we always, there's always, always people saying the light has already won, but it just has to play out physically, but you just painted a great picture to help us understand that. So you mentioned earlier that the 2023 you believe mm -hmm. exists outside of time and space. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you mentioned something about timelines collapsing as well. And when you had mm -hmm. that 2019, 2019 vision, you saw like maybe parallel timelines and stuff, but they weren't like the permanent timelines. So maybe yeah. some of those were collapsing. I know this is a loaded question, but I'll let you expand on that. No, I can, I can explain. So in that original vision, when it was going, it was showing me that 2020 was going to be really hard, but that like the hard continued and it actually got harder with each year. And one of the things that I, you know, in addition to that, as I was trying to figure out what's going on, how is it going on? Why is this happening? I was also constantly receiving messages. So I created this group of people in 2020 called Evolutionary Light Warriors. And so initially we were doing different metaphysic um, teachings because it, I really felt like it was important to get some mastery over our intuition and start to make sense of, of, um, of what was happening. And I was kind of given different clues. So it was part, like one clue was, um, Norse mythology. And, and really the reason why there's that template is because within that belief system, there is no time. It's not linear. And, and then, so it was putting like together all of these clues and each year I've been given a different message. So 2020, 2022 was really about shadow work and it was important to excavate as much of the shadow because the more that you bring to the surface, the more light you can hold. As we started to approach 2023, because now it's this time that each, as we go into each year, I receive a message with my instructions, because that's one of the things that I always say, like, this isn't me. I just, I just get my instructions and I've, and I've cultivated my discernment, which is really important. And we can go into that if you want to, but I, I follow my instructions. So whatever I'm being told. And, and then I was told that 2023 exists outside of time and space. And this is a year of self-mastery. So everybody needing to choose their adventure and to be really aware that everything creates everything. So having much more mastery over your thoughts, over your emotions, over your energy, and much more accountability for your energy because we are all creator gods and we are unconsciously creating the chaos 
So mm-hmm. with that, it was definitely like batten down the hatches. So so ceased to receive negative imprinting from mass media. So and you know that was a big part of 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 what I was also witnessing was all of the um all of the synchronized messaging no matter where you were in the globe there were sound bites that were the same that are were being repeated and since i've lived in a few different countries i i noticed like this is a colloquialism for england but it's not part of what like even jobs and arms as an example like that wasn't an American phrase that now is completely an American phrase. Right. So, so basically this year outside of time and space and everybody, everybody is invited to gain more accountability and responsibility for themselves. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of people that are in a different dimension than we are, even though we can see each other and communicate with each other, but we can't really yeah. access each other. I agree. I agree hundred percent. I've been saying that ever since 2019, everything, ever since this pandemic started, it's become so clear and obvious to me that you can be standing next to someone on the sidewalk and be existing in a completely different, I guess you could say dimension. I was going to say program. Like you can see their programming. You can see this person's programming. You can see the, it's like, you're not even in the same world, you know? And you try to talk to them about this type of stuff. And it's like, you're talking to a brick wall (laughs) and it just Mm -hmm. like, there's like this huge disconnect of like what all they're interested in and all you're interested in are all you want to talk about and all they can like comprehend or want to talk about. And it's it's all frequency. They're not frequencies. Yeah, you're on two completely yeah. different frequencies. And do you think that has to, do you think that goes along with, I don't know if you're a fan of Dolores Cannon at all, or if you know much about her, but she would talk about the, the kind of, she talked, she talks about in terms of an earth split where like there's two different major timelines where one, the earth stays in 3D and it's more of a negative kind of thing. And then one's like the 5D ascension timeline. And that there's a long, there's a period of time where we're all coexisting, even though we're on, we're on those two different dimensions, but, but like you said, we are all still seeing each other and interacting in a way, but then, but then as it gets farther and farther apart, the less and less you're going to even perceive each other until the split like fully happens. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, there's people that agree with that and disagree and blah, blah, blah. But like, I think we can all agree that there is an ascension happening. There is a, you know, <laughs> the earth is um, ascending, you know, and we're, we're on the earth. So we're either going to go with it or we're not basically. Yeah. I mean, I, I conceptualize it as um, on the precipice of the golden age. So Mm -hmm. the golden age is somewhere between 2030 and 2032, which is also Mm kind of correlates with agenda um, 21. So like some of these timelines are these timelines of control and, and this year exists outside of time and space, but it's seeding what timeline we enter in um, 2024. So I, I guess like I had been calling the timelines, um, the like living organic and, mm-hmm. and, and then the, the matrix or the control, but there's a third timeline, which is emerging, which I think is really interesting because 
it's it's like a timeline that is beyond um, linear human consciousness or comprehension. And and that timeline started to appear um, really just in in the month of September. A lot of times what I'll do is I'll I'll connect to the collective consciousness because I know from the work that I do that there's a lot of governments that know about consciousness and are seeding consciousness with fear because fear is control. And if I, if I go in and I transmute the energy in the collective, then it's a way to support the collective. So as I was doing that, I started to see that beyond my imagery of the collective, there was this golden consciousness. And I started to see that over time, it was almost like an eclipse. And and the golden consciousness literally overlaid with the consciousness that is the controlled consciousness at the... um, the solar eclipse that just passed. So mm. a lot of times this time of year is very, very, very heavy because the veils are really thin and the 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 dark energies have more um, influence, especially because in so many different, especially in America, it's Halloween. So we wanna be scared. We wanna go into all of the horror stories and that then starts to permeate consciousness. I also think it's really interesting that the exorcist true believer is out now. And I knew nothing about the movie, but I was in the movies and the trailer came on and it was like literally a demonic incantation. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was like with my child and it was immediately like bringing in angelic energies to clear the theater and try to, you know, safeguard the audience from that. Somebody said that I saw online on Facebook or something. Somebody said, uh, if you go see the exorcist, you'll need an exorcism afterwards. And they weren't joking. And I saw part of the preview and I literally turned it off i turned my head it was so disgusting like i was like wow like they and i know how they they manipulate it's all black yeah. magic and and the black yeah. mirror technology and the frequencies the elfs the extremely low hypnotic frequencies that come through the movie they they bypass the conscious mind into the subconscious mind and they program you open portals mm-hmm. in your home i mean there are so many mm-hmm. things about scary movies that people i just don't even touch them but even exactly. that but that one in particular and then the the theaters are rerunning the original like there's an agenda there it's not just like oh hey, let's just have some fun scaring people like right. it's not it's something to take very seriously in my opinion oh it, it it absolutely is because again this year exists outside of time and space and so anyone that that understands that or any consciousness that understands it it's an opportunity to manipulate as many people as possible because what we, if we are not choosing, the choice will be made for us. And so, mm-hmm. so for, for the people that for whatever reason, whether it's your mission, whether, you know, it's happenstance, whatever it is, anyone that is on any level of awakening, 
it is, it is time. It is time for action. It is not time merely to have conversations or research, which is really important, but it's also time to consciously create because this, this moment then seeds what happens next. And, and again, that like, are we going to do it the really hard way? Or are we going to do the destructive way? So even though the light has already won, it can still, it could, that, that like victory could be decades and it could be after much more human suffering. So part of it is bringing consciousness back to thought meaning like so many people, they don't realize that all day long, they are thinking negatively, they are believing negatively. So when we start to really be accountable for our thoughts, our energy, when we start to realize that fear is an illusion. So yes, there are life or death moments, and those are real, but most people are not constantly in a life or death moment. And then otherwise, that fear is about the past, or it's about the future. So the present does not contain fear. And if we understand right. that it's an illusion, we can start to create the space within us that we can hold our own field. We're not that pendulum that's going faster and faster to more extremes. Yeah. So with that, that like golden consciousness, a third timeline is coming in. So the, the way that I see it, it's almost like these two timelines that are in parallel. And now there's a third one that's kind of flowing forward to meet us. Wow. I mean, beautiful. yeah, it's beautiful. I I think, um, man, I lost my train of thought what I was just going to ask you prior <laughs> to that. Um, so this third timeline coming in, like I, I like what you said about like the, the war, you know, the spiritual war is already won, right? But it could be however long before that actually manifests. So like taking the action right now and consciously making decisions and it all comes down to choice too. Like, like every mm -hmm. single choice you make all day long, like steers mm -hmm. you like that. That's how you navigate these times right now. And, and it could be right. something as simple as whatever you decide to eat or decide to watch. But if you keep making that same choice, the wrong choice every, the, the maybe it's not wrong but maybe it's the lower frequency choice if you keep making that same choice every day um you're not really doing yourself any favors so you have to consciously break that programming and break those habits because it does yeah. become habit everything that we do so i do agree with you that like now's the time to take action and i i actually needed to hear that myself because um the dark thoughts they can consume us sometimes and i really feel like uh, i needed to hear that so thank you yeah, where you put your energy is what you're going to create more of and what's going to show up more for you. So if you're if you're always focusing on how bad everything is and how negative and all the darkness and all if that's all you're ever focusing on or mostly all you're ever focusing, then you're feeding into that actually and that's what they want. So the what I noticed is that they don't care whether you are super super against all the darkness and everything going on or super super for all the agendas you're still feeding into it either way because all your attention is going yeah. on those negative, dark control things, fear-based things. So yeah. you're feeding into it, whether you're super against it and you think you're, you know, you, yeah, you might be raising awareness, but if you're feeding fear into coming from a place of fear and anger and hatred and all that, well, you're actually, you're, you're feeding into it and everyone who you uh, is following you, you're also feeding that into them. 
and that's just perpetuating more of the same because that's how it works yeah. so you need to get back into yourself and cultivate love and joy and all of the good things that you actually like you know and like focus on what you actually want to create and and then doesn't doesn't mean don't be aware of those things we need to be aware of it we need to acknowledge what is and we need to be aware of it absolutely because you can't spiritually bypass either that's the other end of the spectrum that people oh i can't even look at it no it's not in my reality i don't want to talk about that and look at it but no because now you're in resistance to it and mm -hmm that's not how it works either. And that means there's something in you that needs to be healed. Yeah. It's, um, but it's, at the same time, we need to not be feeding it. And I see a lot of people that are feeding it and they don't even realize it. They think they're fighting it or calling it out know. and they are in a way, but they're actually feeding it. That's what I was going to say. Like, it's actually not everyone's fault. Like the people that are subconsciously feeding it, like it's not their fault. Cause we don't, we're not really taught about any of this stuff. So we, we don't have an understanding right. of how the, uh, how we don't, we don't have an energetic understanding of what is actually occurring when we react in a situation or when we take a breath and respond from a healthy place. Like it's a totally different frequency and it, it right. really creates your reality. So, and it's no one's fault because you know, we're not taught about any of this stuff growing up. We're taught all right. of the wrong stuff that doesn't matter. Like, like, come on, tell let's, let's learn about Lewis and Clark and the, this Columbus and all you know, Christopher Columbus or, like, or what, what matters what does that matter or or just taught to like you know get a get a job get in a bunch of debt chase after money chase after sex chase after all these materialistic things yeah you know and then you're stock. not so so right. these things you know it, it 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 then perpetuates us as part of the energetic food chain right, right. Yeah. So, so, but you need to be in a healed state. So that's like, first, if you're not, if you're very unhealed and you have a lot of trauma and, and wounds going back to your childhood or whatever, you need to heal first. And then you can, get, then you're in a healthy state that you can actually Which do those things, of, but that's step one. Yeah. A lot of that is the shadow work you were talking about, like in 2022, like that's what was exactly. coming up for lots of people. I mean, just from hosting the show, I know that like, yeah, so many people like the inner child work and ancestral mm -hmm trauma was surfacing and it was being addressed yeah. and it still is this year uh which brings me to my next question uh reincarnation the soul trap do you think mm -hmm. there's a soul trap this is something that comes up over i know well this is something because again my experience because part of what i have done as um in spirit release is that that like my awareness is that when I have seen the soul leave the body, it's like this euphoric experience. And I've been shown like everything for a millisecond is black. And then it becomes this long stream of, of like rainbow white light. And then it goes out. Now, when there has been an energy that is needed to be, sometimes it's, it's healing that needs to happen so they can cross over. The way that it's shown to me is a, a tunnel of light and I'll, I'll call in angelic energies and we'll kind of stand outside of the light. And then there will be energies that gather on the other side of the tunnel and then the the disincarnated being will go into the light but you know the truth is something that 
can evolve. So that is a question that I am unsure of. What I have recently been shown and taught was that if we think about past lives, parallel future lives, everything is happening simultaneously. And I have this awareness every morning I do this sunrise meditation where I'm, I'm building in different energetic things for everybody to follow and do within like 10, 15 minutes so that no one has a reason not to be in a grounded, energetically um, protected space. But when I was doing that, I was told to call in this energy, this, this being, Joe Feel, who can help gather soul fragments. And as I was gathering soul fragments for myself, I had this moment where I was shown, I was told there is no death. I mean, and, and we know that 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 there, you know, that consciousness is eternal, but that there literally was no death. And what I was then shown was all of these deaths are they're occurring in all of these multiple dimensions in reality. So it's like whoever the embodiment that has the highest consciousness is like the winner of the game as a way to to explain it. So as as I was shown this, I could feel all of these versions of myself simultaneously dying. And it was this moment of like, oh my God, this is so crazy. But I also understand like I have to harness everything because my consciousness now may be the consciousness that that has like the most awareness of of this of this the space that we're in in terms of this light versus darkness so so that was a piece of it of of collapsing everything the other thing that i also just wanted to say when aaron when you were talking about like all of these extremes where people are unconsciously feeding these things what i have been told especially whether it's russia and the ukraine or whether it's Israel and Hamas, it is it is literally what it, whether it's Biden or Trump, whatever these polarities are, it is two sides, same coin. So to yep. create the space of neutralizing your reaction, so it's not that you don't have an opinion, but you're you're bringing love into every moment and you're really trying to cultivate your mastery and and also your guides will give you lessons a thousand times a day so every time you're triggered for whatever reason this is a lesson and an exercise and mastery and we are human even if we are also divine so we allow our human grace that whenever there is this moment it might take a thousand experiences before we realize that okay i i can be accountable i can ground i can breathe i can come back to a heart-centered space mm -hmm. i agree with yeah. uh, being tested yeah, all day long every day and that does happen and i i, I view the world that way as soon as anything happens i, I immediately no, I'm like, okay, this is, there's something in this for me that I'm supposed to learn. And, and sometimes I'll catch myself and I'll react. I'll, I'll allow the trigger to take over and I'll, I'll react in a certain way. It's not even extreme. Like it was when I was younger, but like is something as simple as like a, a negative comment on under one of our videos or something. 
like it'll mm-hmm. trigger you but then i stop i'm like no that's a vampiric parasitic energy like mm-hmm. that per- like I, I can't even connect like today that person. we just yeah. had one today <laughs> yeah but you know like i have to remind myself that like i'm not gonna even like they're not going to perceive what I have to say because they're at this, this lower frequency already, not saying I'm above them, but like some of these negative comments are coming from a lower vibration. And I, and the only way for me to respond to that is stoop down to that level. And I have to catch myself. I'm like, no, I'm not even going to feed that. And I, this is part of the test. Like if, am I going to allow this to pull me off my path today and then get swim in that dark energy, or am I going to stay above it? And, and I love that. It's constantly a road rage. Another thing, that's something I've learned to really, uh, totally. like, I don't have road rage anymore, but they, these real. are tests. I'm like, that's a test. I'm like, okay, how are you going to yeah. respond in this situation, Tyler? Just breathe. Do you mind if I share something with you, Tyler? Please. So as, as you're talking, I'm just like filled with so much um, love and gratitude for you because I, and, and P.S. I have it for you too, Aaron, and, I, and I'll share that too. Oh, but, but, but one of the things that I just want to acknowledge is I'm really aware of how epic your mission is, and that there is a a container of human experiences that you embody that so many people resonate with. And I appreciate like the tremendous burden that is placed upon your heart and soul because there is like, you know, there's a a palpable sadness to your energy field because I'm aware of like the things that you endure and experience. So I, I, I wanna thank you for volunteering to do what you're doing. And I, I also appreciate how beautiful it is that this partnership between you and Aaron, because Aaron's energy field is different. And that that energy field, I think, is like this like real steady, bright light and and this tremendous um empathy. So like whatever your human experiences are, you can't go too far into the darkness because you have the soul brother with you who will anchor you and bring you back out. So it's it's really beautiful what the two of you have agreed to do. And I, I hope that's not too personal. No, it's not. And I no, really appreciate you saying that. And I've always said that like Aaron, like there's a balance there because we are different energies and you're not the first person to say we, that. We've been saying that since day one and we've been getting comments like that since day one actually. Right. So, it's, but thank it's, you so much. Right. That's, and um. I don't know how to respond to the 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 comment where you said my sadness is palpable, but in in a way you're right because I like there is a lot that I I go through and people have heard me tell my stories and there's been a lot of traumatic stuff and and I'm not I never I never try to play the victim to that ever I always just mm-hmm. try to learn from it but mm-hmm. um there isn't like an underlying, like, sometimes I really have to like ask myself like, man, what did I sign up for? You know, what, what am I doing? But, uh, doing this show has been like therapeutic for me in a way like this is like saved my life actually, like, because it's that every weekly reminder every week to that I'm doing something right, you know? So I really appreciate, um, you saying that. Yeah. Well, Thank you. And, 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 and I also want to just say that 
for you know what both of you have agreed to do and what you do with your platform in in terms of really kind of challenging the way that people think about things and bringing in a lot of conversations and a lot of perspectives so that people's minds can be open or curious they don't have to like come to the same conclusion that you come to but but i i also feel like you know you both are doing such high level spiritual work that there's the space of um you know with everything that you understand about the nature of reality there's there's opportunities for for both of you to just take a little bit of time out in your experience and day for all the work that you do for everybody for yourselves so there are, are, are different things that you can do so that you're because you know we perform magic every day we just don't realize that we do so so magic is our thoughts or intentions plus our emotions so if we perform magic for ourselves we can we can really call into our lives all of the things that are really important to us so i know that when i got on my path i kind of made a deal i will do this as long and i needed i needed like my family to be protected and safe and i and i needed like this safe loving container so i would just invite you know everybody who who has a mission and who has agreed to it to also give themselves permission for that that self care because the self care and the self love etc it it doesn't have to be self care in a traditional way it's just kind of honoring mm -hmm. that that like i'll i'll call in abundance so that i am or i'll call in love or i'll call in whatever it is that that i know is needed to bring me to a state of homeostasis. Wow. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, this has been incredible. Yes. I feel like oh, we really, uh, so I, I wasn't expecting half of the stuff we'd covered, but I think it was all beautiful. And I, I really um, kind of blown away at your um, vast, the vastness of what you have experienced. Um, because you really, you really understand it. I, I feel that. So, and I guess that makes you fit to be a spiritual consultant. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. Is there any last words you'd like to end on before we wrap this up? I guess what I would, I would just really encourage everybody because I know that, that, that you both have a really wide audience. I would just encourage everybody to understand that it is it is now now is the time so we 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 enter the space if you are doing shadow work or self-care or self-love becoming more aware allowing yourself to learn about discernment to learn about your intuitive abilities because what happens is we we go into the flow and we we naturally go into the direction that is going to bring us, um, you know, universal peace, universal love. Mm -hmm. Yes, universal wisdom too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, this has been a pleasure. Um, thank you for joining us. Can you please let our audience know how they can follow you or find you online or your website? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so Kristen Bredemus, it's my full name.com. I, I see people individually. I have a very busy practice. So um, the likelihood of any sessions is is unlikely, but I have a platform on Patreon, which is again, Patreon in, in my name. And I, I do a lot of virtual teaching and meditations and I'm getting, I'm actually getting ready to launch a 14 month program that is basically like if you if you didn't get the memo about what this year is to quickly catch you up to speed and to create these these um, opportunities of spiritual self-mastery and self-care and co-creation and shadow healing on the collective as a group so um, they can also find me on YouTube with my name or on Instagram with my name. I'm the only one with this name. So it's easy to find me. Nice. It is a unique name. So, every, so everyone sign up for her Patreon. Right. Sign up for her Patreon. <laughs> we'll, and we'll make sure to put worth. those links in the description we'll, also. We'll yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. We love you all. We can't do this without you. And don't forget, tickets are now for sale for our conference next year, next May 13th through the 16th, Rebels of Disclosure. We can't wait to see you guys there. And make sure you take advantage of the early bird special, which, which ends on Black Friday at midnight. So uh, if you want a cheaper price and a free t-shirt, I would jump on that. And don't forget to book your room as soon as possible because the lodge is filling up quickly. Um, that being said, we love you all. Have a great evening. Good night. A lot of this information has been kept uh, in, uh, sort of locked up or kept undercover because of the invasion of the Smithsonian group way back in the 1880s. What actually happens is it's not taken to preserve it, it's taken to hide it. And um, about four and a half miles from here, a cave was discovered. It's not really a cave as such, it's a man-made cavern system. But how the hell do you get that much granite? Because the granite on the base of that damn near weighs what the dirt on the top of it weighs. Nobody knows what's underneath it. I've heard a theory that there's a spaceship underneath it. There was copper and steel plated artifacts that depicted men in armor with shields and helmets. Including right here at Cahokia, there were reported two giants with double rows of teeth and six fingers and six toes. Extra vertebrae or extra ribs in their cage. These are different races of people. They're not just regular humans. Definitely is a stone burial chamber and there's a large body in it, uh, bones. I would say 15 to 16 feet. I saw different types of extraterrestrials here with the Native Americans. The peoples of the Cahokia Mounds actually saw the Birdman as some kind of cosmic being and not a humanoid being. So this Birdman was the last in the pure in the true 
of his kind. So yes, there are there were rituals or there were dances and celebrations and people would dress up like the galactic beings that were visiting. Um, but there were actual physical galactic beings that were visiting. <laughs>